Hello and good afternoon or good morning or whatever you're listening to this at. It's another day for a great podcast. Today, if you if you clicked on this episode, that probably means you read the title. Hopefully. Hopefully that's the case. If not, that would be actually relatively impressive. Today I'm going to be talking about just like an idea that I have about <laughs> honestly, I hate systems sometimes. Maybe not systems. I think that might be a little rough to say. I I think the best word to say is I hate when people limit the amount of creativity that you can can do. I'll get more into this later, but overall, I hate the phrase, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It, It's dumb. It's stupid. Okay. And if you want to hear more about it, just keep listening. So hope you're having a great day. Let's get right into this. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Stupid freaking seatbelt. All right, so you guys know I've got my seatbelt on. Um, That's a phrase, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, that I've heard so many times. You might have even heard it said, don't reinvent the wheel, which you you might be saying, Dino, of course. Oh, duh. Um, most of you guys probably know or understand what that saying means, but if you don't, I'll, I'll just share it. If there is something that has worked and is done and, um, you know, yeah, that's, if someone's, if it's, someone's already done it, why would you ever try and do it differently? Why would you do that when you can just copy them exactly and just do what they're doing? And that's how a lot of, you know, success has been created. Like, why would we re, like reinvent the wheel when the wheel already works? It, it, it helps us do the things we need to do. And so what's the point in trying to make something else? Um, it's a fair argument. It's a, it's a question that a lot of people have asked in business, in management. Um, and I'm here to tell you that it may be good, but I don't think it's... Um, I actually, I just hate it. Okay. I'm going to be honest. Um, I, I don't like it. I am the type of person who hates it. Now, this is just me personally for me. Okay. For me. <laughs> um, that's the thing, I guess, but for me, <laughs> dang it. I'm just going to freaking redo this. Nope. You know what? I'm not going to redo this. Um, that's what this podcast is for. It's for authenticity. It's for me, my, my unfiltered thoughts. So I'm just going to keep going. Um, but genuinely, yes, how, how I am as a person is I'm someone who likes reinventing the wheel. My mind cannot stick with one wheel and do it and just leave it at that. I have to be like, well, what else is there? What other kind of transportation vehicles are we missing out on? If we only use the wheel, we'll never discover the hovercraft. (laughs) We'll never discover the spaceship, the plane. If we only stick with the wheel, what are we doing other than just wasting away our creativity? And I talked about that a little bit last week, but I guess I've, I've had in the past employers who asked me the question, um, why reinvent the wheel? I've had clients that I've taken on asked me that. And 
I realize that it's very good for us to do that. It's very good for us to see what works, see what has been proven, and to make and to con- like capitalize that, to continue on, to push it further. I guess not to push it further, but to just continue to do it. And I think it makes sense. Like a, a last one of my last jobs I had, um, the person who I was learning from said, "Hey." Why would you try and come up with your own system for something? Why would you come up with your own way of doing something when most likely what you're looking to do has been done before? So just go to those who have done it before and ask them how they did it and then just copy it. Boom, rip it, use it as your own. And they're totally fine with that. And this is definitely true. Like, I I don't think you need to be completely copying uh, or just making up systems for the sake of it. But who I am as a person hates that because it, it stifles my creativity. And I think it, I think there's a lot of people out there that feel that too, but don't know how to express that. That sort of mentality actually is harmful to the mind of someone who's looking to creatively pursue new ideas, new thoughts and new ways of doing things. Because if we have ne- if we never pursued a different way of doing something, we wouldn't have ever come up with the wheel. We would have never come up with the things that are now proven because someone else had to pioneer the new way of doing it first. The reason I'm ranting about this is because in the space I'm in, which is short form video online, via, you know, TikTok, Instagram reels, YouTube shorts, etc. There is multiple different styles or trends that arise that end up doing really well and everyone copies them. And that's a little bit of what of what TikTok is, right? It's just like using trends, do, cop, literally ripping people word for word, um, frame for frame on content. And that's just kind of the space that is. And I have to accept that. But you would never catch me selling out and ripping someone's content word for word, frame for frame, sound for sound, and acting like I came up with it myself, which some people do, unfortunately. Um, But the easiest example of what I'm, I guess, talking about is there's this style of captions you may have seen. Um, If you were to go on really any sort of business, entrepreneur, gurus, social media feed, all of them use one style of captioning. Like the words on the screen all look the same. It's this like Montessorat bold font with um, a black uh, drop shadow, a black outline. And um, it's got all these emojis in there. They're doing all these things that it's this, everyone has is using the same font, the same style because they saw one person pop off and his name is Alex Hormozy. He's a, a dude, I guess he's an entrepreneur and he hired, what happened is Alex Hormozy hired someone to make caption or to make videos for him. And the guy who did it, his name's Ryan McGinn and Ryan McGinn had his own style. He is like, Hey, this is how I make captions for people. And he, he pioneered how to make those captions. And then those videos started popping off. So everyone started thinking, Oh, because this guy is using these types of captions. That's why he's popping off. No, 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 no. 
people like to create these, um, maybe the word is, uh, excuses or reasons for why things happen. It's really cognitive dissonance, right? It's this idea that, oh, um, I'm going to come up with any sort of reason for why someone else is getting success and not me. And I'm going to blame it on things that are somewhat outside of my control. Oh, those, those captions are trending. So that's why he popped off. That's why he, you know, got millions of views. Oh, um, he just got lucky in the algorithm. That's why, you know, I can make the same video and it wouldn't work, you know? No, 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 no. It's the time of day he posted. That's why. No, 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 no. Oh, it's because he did this one. No, no, no. It's because the content's good and yours sucks. That's the, the truth of it. The truth of it is your content sucks because you don't know how to create content that engages people that captures their attention within three seconds and hooks them and holds their attention for under 50 seconds. You don't know how to do that. They do. And that's why their videos do well. You don't. So even if you use captions that are the same as the people who pop off, people aren't going to listen to you just because you have captions. They're not. They're going to listen to you when you make it, make a reason for them to listen to you. Now, why do I say all this? Is because I see a lot of people are like, hey, I want those types of captions. I want that type of video. And I'm like, well, why? Why do you want that? Do you want to look like every single other person? Because now that everyone is making these types of videos with these types of captions, now you're not standing out, which is what was so beneficial about the other guy to begin with. Now you're just fitting in. Now you look like every single other person who has the money to pay for it. And now the whole point of why those captions were popular in the first place, which is that they stood out and they were different. Now, uh, you're now they don't. Now it's just a waste of time. Now they're just like everybody else, right? And that's kind of what's funny about all of this is the wheel is so mainstream now. Let's go back to the question. Why reinvent the wheel? The wheel is so mainstream. It's on every single car that you see every single day. It's on every single piece of equipment. You need the wheel. Um, and it's just because that's how we go about our day. That's how we go about our business. Once upon a time, the wheel was something everyone was like, what? I got to get me one of those. <laughs> that's crazy, bro. You got, what is that? I don't know. It's, it's called, I think I'm going to call it a wheel. Yo, that's fire, bro. I got to get me one of those. People were freaked out about it. No one had a wheel except for like a few people. One guy. I don't know. Really, I have no idea who invented the wheel. But when they first made it, it was it was brand new. And that's part of it, right? Anytime you create something new, it's going to move from exciting. It's going to move from new and fresh. And wow, I got to have that to where now everyone just uses it. And it just becomes yesterday's news. Part of that hurts me, right? Part of me hurts because I'm like, can we just leave these new, these things alone? Like, do we have to copy everything that works well and just destroy the credibility or the, the piece of art that it was when it was first made? Maybe this is me being like super snobby, right? This is probably me being super stuck up about all this, but I'm like, I 
could never be the person who copies someone else hoping that it works. Well, you know what I would do, right? This is what I, this is how I think is I see someone doing a certain style, a certain way of doing things. And I think that's awesome for them. I love that it worked for them. Let me see what principles, not what actions, but what principles did they use and how can I adapt that to my own? Principles are things that can transfer over and but look different on the outside where actions look similar on the outside but don't transfer over very well. Man, that's good. Actions don't transfer but they look the same on the outside. Principles look different on the outside but transfer over to other people well. For example, Mr. Beast. I don't know if you know about him. The biggest YouTuber in existence right now. The biggest. Over 120 million subscribers. That is wild. Mr. Beast has a certain style of video that he has created from his own research, testing, his own style, whatever. He makes a video a certain way. And a lot of people look at how his videos are made and say, I need to make videos just like him. So they try and follow the little tiny things that he does uh, to a T because they think if they can just do it just like Mr. Beast, they'll pop off. They make the thumbnail literally exactly the same. They just actually, a lot of people steal thumbnails and just Photoshop their face on it. A lot of people will steal the text he uses because, oh, the text is probably what um, you know, captures people's attention. They steal the exact amount of like seconds that he leaves on screen before he zooms in or he zooms out or he cuts to a different thing. A lot of people, they copy exactly and sometimes it works. Sometimes they, they do really well, but other times it doesn't and it just makes them look dumb, makes them look stupid. And for me, I, I just can't stand it because I'm like, just leave that alone and go think for yourself. Maybe that's a lot of why I get so, you know, my, what, my socks twisted in a knot? I don't know how to say that. Um, why it bothers me is because it shows that people don't know how to think for themselves. They, they see and they do. And you know what, you know who does that? Monkeys. I, I was trying to figure out if there was a better way of saying it, but it's just monkey see, monkey do, right? And do you want to be a monkey? Do you want to be someone who just sees and copies and repeats and never has an original format, an original concept for yourself? No. You want to stand out. You want to be you. You want to be the full version of yourself and you want people to see the principles of who you are and adapt those to their own. Not the, not, you don't want to copy someone's actions because then you're just copying someone else and you're not being yourself. Whew, man. Um, I got to work out. So I'm going to go work out and I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by book covers. The things on the front of books. Book covers have revolutionized how people read words on paper. Before, people just had to open up a scroll and you had to hope that you had found the correct one and that you might be interested in it. Now, you can look at the outside of a box of paper 
and determine if you want to read the letters scribbled on the inside. Many people use these book covers to judge, um, whoa, <laughs> to judge the words and the content inside, but you no longer have to do that. You yourself have the opportunity to assume what someone is doing uh, or writing about based off of the image on the outside. So this episode, I hope you enjoy. It's brought to you by Book Covers. Go get yourself a book cover today. All right, well, now that that workout's over and I got my smoothie, now it's time for the real meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes, okay? Um, This is gonna be like a bonus that I'm adding currently. Um, But what's gonna happen is I'm gonna name the episode actually after this. So if you're listening to this, most likely you you did see the title and you were listening to the last half and you're like, what What the frick? I don't know, maybe I'll re-record the intro, but for now, I'm just gonna leave it as is. But the idea, this is gonna be the idea that I lost $833 because I said yes. Um, And I wanna talk about this story because I think it's important because uh, technically it was a failure, but I was having a conversation with my friend Derek today. Shout out to Derek if you're listening to this. And he kind of pointed, he like just reminded me, he's like, bro, you said yes. And that is a testament to like who you are and the fact that you're going to succeed. Okay. So this is what happened. Um, I had a client reach out. I had a potential client reach out to me. Um, because I, I reached out to him first and I was, you know, trying to pitch my services to him. I was like, Hey man, like I can do this for you. I can video edit, you know, I can do all these things. And what happened was he kind of like, you know, he's busy. He's not in the DMs a lot. So eventually he just responded. He's like, Hey, shoot me some things that you've got. Um, whatever. I sent it over a month later. Didn't hear anything back, followed back up. Eventually he responds. He says, Hey, can you make this type of video? And he had sent me, uh, this like, you, you may have seen them. Most likely you haven't, but they're like these like very simplistic, um, minimal 2d animations uh to a voiceover with a black background and there's this guy named danco he just got a video that had 20 million views and uh you know his the guy who's making these videos for him um was cranking things out and this is definitely a, a trend or a wave that's starting in the entrepreneur short form video health philosophy whatever um, cause I've seen like 1500 people copy them so far, which is crazy. And f- funny enough, we just talked about this, right? We talked about reinventing the wheel. Like this guy, all right, I'm not going to keep saying this, but this guy wouldn't have ever had this awesome thing pop off if he didn't reinvent the wheel initially, but I digress. So the guy asked me, he said, Hey, can you make this type of video? And me being the type of person who's never made that type of video before, uh, what do you think I said? Yep. I said, yes. I was like, yeah, oh yeah, we, we can make that. Sure thing, man. He goes, all right, let's do it. And I said, when would you, what's your timeline? And this was like two days before Christmas. He's like, I'd like to start immediately. Well, I can healthily say I set some healthy boundaries and said, okay, that's awesome. We can get back to you after Christmas. Okay. So we did, we got back around the 28th, I think of Christmas or 28th of December. Um, 
you know, in hindsight, maybe I would have just said, Hey, we won't start till the 5th of January, but I was trying to, trying to look good. Anyways, um, what happens is I say yes. And then I, I go on Upwork and I try and find like 15 different people who are going to make this sort of animation for me. Um, I also reach out to my sister and my sister does a really good job with animation. Um, but right now she's just super busy and doesn't have a lot of time. Uh, but my sister made an animation for me. I had a few other people make animations for me. Um, my sister's, I felt like was the best. So I went with hers. I sent him the video and he goes, all right, let's do it. You know, let's go for it. You know, we're going to have to continually raise the bar, but let's, let's do it. Now I had promised him, uh, I'm just going to be transparent with you guys. What I had promised him was based off of what I normally would do. So I said, okay, for a thousand dollars, we'll make 12. We'll make 12 of these little animation things. This is me not knowing anything, right? I just was like, uh, yeah, a thousand dollars, 12 videos, whatever. Um, I don't know. That may sound like a lot to you. That might not. I don't know. But, um, very quickly I realized it was not a lot of money <laughs> for what we were trying to do. Um, eventually I find this other guy who, uh, is going to help me long story short, right? I end up finding the perfect person who's going to help me with this. Uh, I need to cut out a little bit of this, but after a lot of time and investment on my end, I end up finding someone, um, after a lot of headache, I find someone and eventually I'm like, okay, this guy is going to do it. But now I'm a little, you know, a little bit in the, the, the pooper because this guy can't help me at the rate that I'm looking for. Uh, he's, he's charging for a good reason. He's charging $250 for one of these videos, which if, if you're doing the math here, 12 times 250, that's almost three grand. So, uh, I was going to have to either pay out of pocket two grand or I was going to have to, uh, figure out a different option or deliver a worse service or be slower and say, Hey, we can do this just more separated out. Um, you know, whatever. Long story short, my client, the guy, um, who will go unnamed for now, uh, I just reached out to him. I said, Hey man, like, listen, I, I got in way over my head. I said yes to this and I quickly realized that I am not in a place to provide this service to you at the quality that you're wanting or that you're expecting from me. Um, here's what, you know, I might be able to do instead. Um, and I was really grateful. I got to talk with my dad and my mom about this. They were very helpful with coming up with kind of like correct wording, like how to phrase things. I talked with my friend, Jason Vanna. I don't know if he's listening to this, but he's a great guy. Um, definitely hit him up on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever. Um, but with their, you know, with their advice and kind of with, within my own eternal gut, I could feel it. Um, they were mainly just confirming what I felt. Um, I said, Hey man, like I'm either gonna, I'll either refund you for the work that we haven't done yet, which was, we made two videos for him. We still had 10 to do. Um, I had already spent almost half the budget anyways. Um, so I was gonna, I knew I was going to lose money and I was like, we can either do that. I'll refund you and we'll, you know, uh, you know, dust off our hands and we'll go our separate ways. Um, or we can come back and do this with a bigger budget. Um, you know, maybe a different timeline, whatever. 
And he respectfully was like, hey, man, uh, we're just, we're going to move on. You know, we're going to go find someone else. Um, but we'll, we'll do the refund. Um, so uh, I, I had some differing opinions, opinions on the refund. I think you could go either way. You could say he, you know, that was a risk he took um, going with me, whatever. I just, for me personally, I just felt, I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't want anyone to be saying, you know, this guy took my money and whatever. I don't want to be that guy. So I just, I just refunded him for the deliverables. We did it, um, make, it was about $833. Um, I ended up losing technically that money, but also probably on top of that, maybe 400 bucks. Um, maybe ish, but there's a few takeaways from this. Like, am I just like, am I just ranting or am I trying to give a lesson? And it's probably this it's, I said yes. And now I have, and this is a little bit of what Derek said. And I, I believe him. So you said yes. And now you're ahead. You said yes. And now you have an opportunity to try again. And you've already experienced what a bad way of doing it is. He's like, now you're ahead of me. Cause he does about, he does pretty much the same service, same offering, same business model as me. He said, hey, man, like, you're now ahead of me, and you can do this when I can't now. Like, I would have to start from scratch and, you know, go through all these growing pains and stuff. But now you're ahead, and you have the potential to start offering this to other people. And you know what? You said yes, and you learned. And that was something I talked to over my dad. He's like, you, how, you know, how much do you think you learned on this? I was like, oh, bro, dad, I have learned so much. I've learned what not to do. I've learned what I won't say, what I will say, the things I need, the things I expect. Um, I learned so much through this experience. Um, and I would say in the long run, it was worth way more than $833. Hands down. It was an experience that I was glad I did. So I want to keep this short and I don't want to keep going more than beating a dead horse or anything. But basically the lesson is this is like, man, I think this is the year of yes for me. Like, I know I've talked about it before. Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, maybe a word um, or, like, something to define this year. Last year was keep moving. And I, I wanted this year to be kind of, like, this holistic, like, health. And I do think that. That is definitely the case. But part of me is wondering if this is the year of saying yes. Like, I think last year I said no, actually, a lot to a lot of things. Um but this year, I want there to be opportunities, and I want to take them. And even if that means failing multiple times um, and having to reimburse people and having to risk my name and my, you know, my reputation, I want to take those risks um, and say yes, because I want to be able to come out on the other side next year, have having been being much more mature, um, knowing much more about myself. You know, every year I, I learned so much about me, about Dino. Um, every year I learned so much about how immature I used to be. I look back at old YouTube videos. I look back at old Instagram videos and I just remember like, I remember how I felt and the knowledge I felt like I had. Do you guys ever do that? You ever like look back at where you were maybe even two years ago? And you're like, man, I remember that I felt like I knew every, like I felt like I knew so much and boy, was I wrong. Boy, I need, I had so much to learn. 
Um, that's how I feel. And that's what I want this year to be an accelerant of is when we say yes, we start to, we accelerate that process of learning and growth and we come out a bigger and better person on the other side, much faster than if we just said no. There is a time and place for no. There will be. Um, and there's definitely things I will say no to. I'm not, you know, do you want to try drugs? Yes. The year of yes. Uh, no, that's, that's going to be a, a hard no for me, uh, senor. So, um, anyways, I'm just very excited. You know, I'm very pumped for this year. I hope, um, maybe you took a little bit away from this, like say yes to that thing, whatever it, this thing scared me to death and I was nervous and I was stressed, but I'm so glad I did it. And I'm so glad I said yes. So what can you say yes to? What position can you put yourself in to potentially force yourself to say yes? Anyways, um, I hope you guys uh, enjoy the outro that I'm about to film (laughs) or record, whatever. Thank you so much for listening to the Dina Favara show, Dina Favara podcast, the Dean machine, the Dino show, the Favara fanatical the dino cast um the radio show with dino the dino the show mano i don't know what should i call this thing it's still up in the air for right now this is like my version of the washington football team (laughs) is the dino favara podcast it's like i'm working on it guys i'm working on a final name but for right now we're just gonna call it the the washington the washington podcast team i don't know Um, but guys, I really appreciate you listening to this. You know, I really hope you enjoyed it. If you listen to this all the way through, if you're listening to this right now, um, go ahead and shoot me a DM on Instagram and say peanut butter paradise. That's the smoothie I got. Um, I had a shout out to Caleb Moore from the last episode. He DM me watermelon LaCroix. And I, I honestly kind of forgot about it. I was like, why is it? Why is he de- sending me this? And then I he I realized oh it was from the podcast. So um, huge shout out to him. And he's he's actually funny enough he's my intern for Mercury Media, and I did not pay him to listen to my podcast. So um, go give him and his his you know studio that he's building a shout. It's Backseat Visuals um, on Instagram. Go check it out. But uh, if you want a shout out or if you want to just like connect with me or prove to me like hey you like listening to this just give me a quick dm or a text message tell me peanut paradise uh that'll be funny it'd be very very funny anyways i'm gonna go inside to my house and um watch a television show with my wife my life my wife and give her a big old smooch on the face um so appreciate you guys talk to you soon can't wait for the next episode peace